Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. If you want to make an impact online, GoDaddy.com has what you need. Dot-com names as low as $1.99. Plus, world-class hosting, fast and easy website builders, and much more. As a listener of the Talking Metal podcast, enter Metal 2, that's M-E-T-A-L-2, when you check out, and you will save an additional 10% on any order. Some restrictions may apply. See site for details. Get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com, official sponsor of the Talking Metal podcast. Everybody, this is Rob Halford, the Metal God from Judas Priest, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Rock, rock over London, Zurich, Auckland, Dublin, Dallas, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, Sydney, Indianapolis, Tokyo, Seattle, Paris, Budapest, Berlin, New York. Ladies and gentlemen, two men who are committed to rocking you wherever you might be, John Astronomy and Mark Striegel. Welcome to the Talking Metal Podcast, broadcasting around the world from TalkingMetal.com and StriegelsMusicNews.com. Hey, welcome to episode number 201 of the Talking Metal Podcast. How you doing, Mark? I am good, John. Guys, this is going to be another great episode. You, you guys thought 200 was great, and it was Ozzy Osbourne, Kerry King. This one, just another awesome, exciting episode. Rob Halford, we're really hitting you with the top metal stars on these past few episodes, and we're just going to keep going with that. A lot of big names coming up. Absolutely. Mark, I was so jealous that you had a chance to go and hang with the Metal God. I also did some cool stuff, too. Uh, During that particular episode of Talking Metal on Fuse, I hung out with the legendary Glenn Danzig, had a great time, but I really was in awe that you had a chance to hang out with the Metal God himself, Rob Halford. Yeah, it was an honor. You and I had interviewed him before, and he remembered that. It was in a diner in midtown manhattan and uh he's such a nice guy I remembered that i worked at sci-fi and all this type of stuff and really down to earth and just a great interview the interview took part in two places the first was in rob's uh hotel in new york city and then we actually jumped in a van and uh, rode over to the screening at a movie theater of the Fight movie, which you can actually purchase on HelfordMusic.com. I highly recommend you guys do that. And what we're going to do for you today is just air the first part of the interview that took place in the hotel room. Like I said, the interview continued in the van. It's a little noisy. At one point, the back doors of the van (laughs) flew open. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. and, uh, you know, I, I think it's a little noisy and uh, in the van and probably going to audio wise not transfer all that well here on the podcast, which is why we're going to stick with just the first part that was done in the hotel room. A lot of great talk about Jimmy Page and and just some old Judas Priest stories and all the exciting stuff that Rob currently has going on. The place to get all your Rob Halford music is, of course, HalfordMusic.com. Also check out robhalford.com. And what's great about that site is there are links to some other sites, halfordmerchandise.com, which is an unbelievable site, and also myspace.com slash robhalford. Check that out, as well as judaspriest.com. Yes. So without further ado, let's get into a little Halford music. This is an old, I guess a Judas Priest song, I would call it, that was never really released by Judas Priest. 
and uh, Halford uh, had, uh, I guess, loaned it or, or let Racer X record it, and that's like the first time I heard it. And then uh, when he put out his live insurrection record a few years back, which is, of course, available on halfordmusic.com. Go get the MP3s right there, guys. He put out a re-recorded version of it with the Halford band, Metal right. Mike and those guys. Right. And we're only going to play a very short sound sample here because we want to encourage all of you Talking Metal listeners to head on over to halfordmusic.com and buy this. Support Rob Halford. Support all of the great music and great bands that he's been a part of throughout the years. And again, this is off the live Insurrection record, which was mostly classic Halford Fight and Judas Priest songs performed live by the Halford Band, but there were a few studio cuts on there. This is one of those cuts. Heart of a Lion by Halford. And we'll get right into the interview after that. Crashing through the city streets Caught in the glare of the midnight sun I've got wings upon my feet But what does a run? Now you're just a breath away Knocking me senseless to the ground No escape, I hear you say You're never Tin Man, which is airing December 2nd. It's a reimagined version of The Wizard of Oz. Kind of. It's turning out good. Alan really? Cumming, Richard Dreyfus, uh, <coughs> Zoe Dashnell. That's some good people. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so that first show was great. Oh, well, thank you. I watched you. it last week. And, well, uh, thank you for um, doing the theme song, which I want to, when the cameras start rolling. Talk yeah, to you about. it took me about 10 minutes. Did it? Uh, Mike Metal Mike deserves all the credit because he put all the music together. Well, it's uh, so I had to run up to I had to run up to LA to do some stuff, but we'll talk about that okay. anyway. Cool. So yeah, I think we're good. To, you saw the show, so you obviously don't need me to tell you what the show's about. No, I DVR'd it. <laughs> Watched it three times. Yeah, I just can't get comfortable. Yeah. Oh, gosh, the Ritz Carlton sweet. My f- Pardon? You want another pillow behind you? No, I'm fine. <laughs> it's like it's this sl- sliding leather thing. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, Rob, uh, I asked our friend Metal Mike to do some music for the Talking Metal on Fuse TV show. Yes. And half-jokingly said to him, man, you should get Rob Halford to sing on it. Yes. And when he emailed us back and said, done deal, I said, what do you mean? He said, said, Rob sang on this song. I I could not believe it. I actually thought he was joking. Um, Anyways, if... Somebody would have told me when I was 15 that I was going to have a TV show and Rob <laughs> Halford was going to think, sing the theme, Isn't theme the song. Right. It is, but yeah, thank you for it, that. It was a blast to do. Yeah, um, I was going up to L.A. anyway to do some work. I was in San Diego, and um, <clears throat> Metal Mike sent me the file over the Internet, and I listened to it and got it, and, and then uh, went up and met Roy Z, a little studio we work in in L.A., and we put it together in about... Uh, 20 minutes or so. It's, it was, it's kind of unusual, really, because... <coughs> excuse me. It's only a 30-second clip. Right. And it's, it's kind of, you know, you've really got to focus within 30 seconds, which is, a, which is a lot like what we do anyway, when you're kind of micro-managing everything that you do when you're recording. You know what mm-hmm. that's like. You're going over bits and over and over and over again. But I think what I tried to do was get um, get the essence of the show, which is like... Communication, confrontation, dedication. Now is the time to speak your mind across the nation. Right, great lyrics. You know, yeah, talking metal <laughs> in a three-pitched, my black metal voice, <coughs> which is right. Like I heard the overdub in the middle, and then a mid-range one, and then the painkiller voice on the top. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. 
Well, thank you again. And, and is that how recording's working nowadays? Like people just kind of send the files to each other and you don't yeah. all need to be in the same studio? It is with us, yeah, be with the Halford band because we're, we're spread out all over the place. Metal Mike's in um, Jersey, um, right. Roy Z's in LA. I'm all over the place. Uh, Bobby's in LA along with Mike D. But because the two primary writers are guitar players, Metal Mike and Z, they're, they're always, you know, traveling much like myself. So it's faster just to, for them to create their ideas and just fly them over the internet and, uh, and work it that way, which, is, which sounds kind of strange, you know. I mean, bands have different ways of recording. Obviously, with Priest, I sit down with Glenn and KK. We've sure. always done that. We sit down as a, as a trio, and that's, we, we write from scratch. But because this is just the world that the Halford Band is in, because Metal Mike's working with Sebastian and he's got his pain museum mm -hmm. and um, Z's got his, all of his other projects, uh, it's kind of different, but it works. You know, we get the material together eventually and we've, uh, we've got a ton of stuff um, uh, stockpiling for Halford 4 whenever we get a chance to, the, to release that. Oh, wow, that's exciting. So it's all, all coming together. Very good. And where where did you first uh, discover Metal Mike? I mean, because he was kind of a local God, New Jersey guy. I should I should know the answer to this question. Now, well, did somebody did some? I'm sorry, Metal Mike. <laughs> you should be here for this. Um, I want to say it, it was it was just an audition situation, but I could be completely wrong. It could have been just a friend of a friend deal. Right. But sure. regardless of that, as soon as I heard what he could do. You know, when I talked to him, I, I knew he was the guy for the, for the band. You know, I mean, he's just yeah. got this fantastic uh, ability to to play these incredible things on the guitar. Great personality, absolutely. As we all saw on Talking Metal, the first show. And you watched the show. Yeah, I watched the show. Who's that guy with the mask thing? Is he here? Is he, he's, he's not here. He's Bud Friendly. He's a Bud Friendly. Is that his yeah. real name? That is not his real oh, good. name. I'm glad no, he's not yeah. here. But friendly. It's a really cool setup. I, l I love the way the, the studio looks and Metal Mike's. Because uh, on a lot of these talk shows, they have a resident band playing, but you've got like a resident Metal Mike clatcher yeah. in the corner doing yeah. it. Mm, yeah. you know. And that's really, really cool. Yeah. I think the show is terrific. There's nothing like it anywhere else, and I, I'm sure it's going to be a huge success. Well, thank you. Thank you. That means a lot coming from you. Um, I wanted to talk about Fight. Uh, I got this in the mail the other day. Uh, the K5. War of Words, K5, yeah. and uh, I'm really digging it. Love, I'm loving, you know, hearing a lot of the old fight classics that I actually haven't heard in a while. Mm -hmm. Slightly different versions of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I said, I realized this the other day because I was doing a radio interview, and some guy said, "Well, can you pick, pick one of the new tracks?" And I said, uh, well, "Put Beast Denies on there." And then afterwards, I thought, "Hang on a minute," because this is what's so cool about these demos. A lot of songs, as you know, when they go from demo to final production, they can just change shape in many, many different ways. And the actual bulk of the, of the, the music is um, from a track called New Beginning, Reality A New Beginning, which I think went on, did that go on to um, Small Deadly Space? Uh, I can't remember now. But anyway... It's, it's just a, a way of showing how these demos can actually go um, from one stage to the next. Right. I, I really like Forbidden a lot, which is a, a, a newer song. I'd completely forgotten we'd got that. I mean, I, 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 I lose track, you know, having written so much material, but somebody sent it to me and said, what do you think about this, in including it? And um, I remember doing that in L.A. I had about an hour of a session that, was up, that had opened up, and... Um, Stephen from Rat was there doing a session with Atty oh, okay. Bow. Atty Bow worked with us on um, the Fight Records and also on oh, okay. the Priest Painkiller record. And I think that's where I did the vocal track. Mm. We had the music, but I ran up there. This is going years back. It's a wonder my brain's remembering this stuff. But I remember going in there and just spending an hour or two putting the vocals on there. But, yeah, th these were one of the five extra songs that... Um, didn't make the War of Words release that uh, we wanted to add in as kind of a bonus uh, um, attachment to uh, the, the demo sessions. And I'm really pleased with the way it's turned out. It's, um, it's a good feeling. It's good to look back, you know, especially, yeah, you know, metal, it lasts forever, doesn't it? 
It sure does. I mean, yeah. you know, it's I there. Know. And and since since I've been in this incredible position of having um, getting my music back and creating Metal Girl Entertainment, it's up to me now to get it out because I've got this little metal label which we've just had this Metal God Essentials release right. with, and then we've got this coming out, and then we've got this DVD, out sure. right now. That's just to prove that it's it's a viable uh, company that can make really good product and get it out there, because eventually we want to bring in new talent, you know. I want to be a metal label for other metal bands. And and I was reading that, and I want to talk a little more about Fight, but uh, on, on <coughs> the, the label, it's more than a label. Um, you were describing it somewhere as almost like a, a multimedia platform. Would you do, like... Yeah, more DVDs. I hope or, that doesn't or sound. Or yeah, like that. I hope that doesn't sound too inflated. But it's just, I think what I'm trying to do is because I've been in the metal world for over 35 years, I'm just using all of my knowledge and experience to bring it all under one umbrella, so to speak. Create a platform where we've got the um, the seed, the music, the, the the films, the DVDs, and any other possibilities that we've got. Like um, I don't know, you know. Uh, books of some nature, whether it'll be just writers or metal writers or whatever. Right. It's a, it's a long-term project. I, I, I'm hoping it's just going to keep me in metal for as long as I'm going to be around, and that's the other important thing for me, just to sure. stay connected. Cool. Now, now Fight, um, of course, Scott, you're in touch with uh, quite frequently, I'd imagine, but how about the other guys like JJ and, and Brian and Russ? I know you're getting them all together yeah, for Yeah, it's going to be great. I haven't seen those guys forever. I, I chat to JJ online from his tattoo shop. I think he's back in Ohio. He did some of your tattoos, right? He did a lot of my tattoos, yeah. yeah. Um, he's a terrific bass player. And when you see this this War of Words film, this was the other joy for me because, you know, every day of the week he's just smothered in metal like, like yours and you, you, you just lose track of things that you've done and, and, and because you're always focused on the now and for the... For the future, but to see all the performers from this this movie is terrific. Uh, Scott, JJ, Brian, and, and Russ. So I'm, we're all getting together actually in in, um, in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. The band is actually going to kind of reunite just for a, a kind of a photo shoot and just let everybody see that even though we, we've kind of fragmented to some extent and gone in our different directions, it's still. The players are still out there. The players right. are still active. You know, Scott and I are with Priest, obviously. Um, I think JJ and Brian are still working together, and Russie's working in LA. So, who knows what may come of that? Sure, anything could happen. Meaning, possibly live shows. I, I never, I never say never. You know, I mean, um, when when you look at this film and 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 just see the, the action on stage from um, the mid '90s or so. It just looks so powerful, you know, and, and, and such incredible energy and and um, really a very unique band, like nothing else that, that we were aware of at that time and uh, extremely, extremely potent performances. So, um, I don't know, I mean, find me the time. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, Nostradamus world on the one side and I got, you know... I'm trying to get all of this uh, presented and and, uh, and displayed to everybody before uh, the priest takes over next year. And how is that record going, Nostradamus? It's is it it's great. Yeah, it's so difficult to talk about because I've got I've got all the song titles in my head and all the lyrics and all the melodies, but we're all, we're holding this all really close to us, like a lot of bands do. Mm -hmm. It's like getting your Christmas present before Christmas kind of sure. thing, you know. So. Um, the, the the position that we're in yesterday, I got an email from our management giving us two dates, which look great. Which again, I can't tell you about because we have to do it in another place first in Not about sure. a week or so. But the two dates are going to come up shortly. And the artwork, the artwork is phenomenal for Nostradamus. We're making a, a really good package for, for, to display for the priest fans. Uh, but the music, where do you start to talk about the music? It's, it's a just, concept record. It's a concept record, yeah, and that's something the priest has never done before. I've often said that some people think that was Sad Wings of Destiny a concept album. Or, I've read that about Sad Wings. Yeah, or was Painkiller, just because of the essence of the tone of the music and the way it connects and flows. None of those were concept releases. And we'd always talked about this for, for as long as I can remember in Priest. We'd often 
thought if we ever did a concept record, when would it be and what would it be about? But of course, our manager Bill Kerbishley, who manages the the Who and and uh, some of the guys from Zeppelin, he came forward with the uh, the suggestion for the project, and we just ran to it, you know, because I think any concept record has to have a real solid base. Uh, mm. from which you can spring off and, and give different songs and, and take you on different journeys with. So uh, that's what we've been doing for all these guys, almost two years now, I think. It's taken a long time because it's a, it's a big deal. It's a lot of music. Sure. And, um, and again, you know, it's, it's everything you love about Priest in terms of the, the tempo and the variety and uh, the intensity and, 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 and some very, very new, unusual types of... Of performances as well. Cool. Now, he was he was a man, Nostradamus, who a lot of people believe saw the future yes. uh, over 500 years ago, I think, right? Mm -hmm. And and what do, I know um, last time we spoke, you mentioned your your encounter where you saw some strange things in the skies, and I was wondering <laughs> what what are your what are your beliefs on on like ESP and supernatural and I'm totally open to it. I mean, even that, was that presidential candidate said the other day saw a UFO, and everybody in the uh, audience laughed at him. Right? Was it? Was it? Ron, it wasn't Ron Paul, was it? I, I, was it Mitt Romney? I'm not sure who's. No, it wasn't. No, Mitt, Mitt, Mitt Romney would never yeah. see a UFO. Don't get me started on Mitt Romney. Oh. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I've, I've always kept an open mind to all that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, when we talked last time in New York City. In that little deli, we were talking about all these kinds of things. And, you know, you look on YouTube and you see right. the ghost things, right. you know, and the UFO things and this, that and the other. And there was, I saw something on, um, on uh, oh, what's his name from CNN? Not uh, Larry King. Anderson not Larry Cooper. King. Anderson Cooper, the other night. Did you yeah. see that? I, I didn't. It was, another th it was another investigation to that. You know, I think it's very easy to laugh and, and kind of push that that type of stuff away from you but you know you just got to go back in time to some of the incredible things that have been invented through man's capability right you know i mean i know all this comes from planet earth but i think you've got a scientists uh, leading astronomers uh, they all talk physicists they all say you know you, you can't close your mind to the possibility that we're the only people in the entire universe, and if you yeah. if you accept it, it's coming from these super intelligent guys, then who knows? You right. Know? Sure. So you keep an open mind. But I tell you the cool thing about Nostradamus. Did you see that show on the History Channel the other week? It was I a did two not. Two-hour special on the lost book of Nostradamus. Really? And I'm like, oh god, we forgot a song. You know, got <laughs> <laughs> to go back in the studio. But it wasn't. It was. It was. It's still a kind of an iffy subject because they found this book in, from the Vatican that had illustrations of some of his final prophecies. Mm -hmm. And there was some indication that it wasn't Nostradamus that did the illustrations, it was his son. Oh, wow. So there's still some big dispute and dispute, uh, debate about that. But isn't that cool? 500 years later, he's, going, he's getting, getting a two-hour primetime show Special. on the History Channel. So, you know, I think... I think more than anything, um, you keep an open mind. But but for us, as, as as far as subject matter, it's a great story. It's sure. a really really cool story. I'm sure you know you know a bit about him with your connections with the sci-fi world and so forth. Uh, you know, he was a real man, and he yeah. he went through a lot of a lot of stuff in his life. So we're getting the chance to put all that into metal. Well, I'm very excited for it, and. Release date for that is has it been set or can't mention that yet? Yeah, it, well, we've pretty much told everybody it'll be sometime next year, early next right. year, hopefully. Okay. We're we're all as as we're heading towards Christmas. I think we're almost ready to go into the mixing sessions. Oh, great! But you know, it's a really big deal, and we've got a great relationship with with Rob String and everybody from Sony BMG in New York City, and they're basically saying, you know, however long it takes, it takes. Right. Because we're, we're really hoping that this is not only going to be embraced by the priest fans and the metal community, but it could go elsewhere. You know, as as these some of these um, these concept creations can go. You know, you look at what Jeff's done with Operation Mindcrime; mm -hmm. it's just fantastic, and yeah. that could that could go into any other different kind of formats by other different people, for example, and sure. all the other great things that have been done. So pr priest isn't the first to do this type of thing, but for us, it's a first time right. opportunity, and, and we're excited about that. 
Very cool. Uh, I'd like to talk about um, Metal God Entertainment. I just, you oh. know, I just like how you're excited about newer, younger bands in metal. So yeah. maybe you want to talk about some younger bands. Yeah, okay. Um, Hold up one second. Are, are we running out of time? or? Uh, um, no, I just didn't want to talk too much about like, the release date because I don't know when this is going to oh, be. Oh, okay. So right. Okay, so so, Rob, Metal God Entertainment is is this company as we've been talking about, and uh, are there bands that you're looking to sign? Not specific bands that I know of off the top of my head. It, it's so difficult because there's just an enormous amount of talent out there, isn't sure. there? I mean, you see it on your show, Talking Metal, and um, and then you go into MySpace and you, people put oh, stuff yeah. on YouTube and. And and so it, it really is difficult to try and cut through a lot of it. I think what what we will try and look for is is for artists that we believe have got longevity in in their in their um, ability to, to write. Because you know it's I think it's wonderful when when young metal players have immediate success, but it's very very difficult to maintain that. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, you've got to present your first uh, record with a lot of strength, but you've also got to be able to back it up with a follow-up release and another one after that and another sure. one after that. And um, that's why I've always said with regards to Priest, we, we were lucky really in those days that record labels would be behind you for three, four, five records as long as it took yeah. before you hit the international level. Uh, so it's difficult today. It's it's uh, it's a mixed blessing, really, because you've got so much more metal than when than when I first began, all those years ago. But it's a very sometimes it's a very fast exchange of, sure. of players coming in and out. So I think we would like to look for 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 a, a band that um, that we can get behind and we can give the support and belief that uh, you know that they'll be there for for a long time and. Uh, so there you go, you know. But I'm all over the place. My my my, my favourite bands at the moment are still bands like Pelican and Three Inches of Blood, and um, you know I'm, I'm still a big uh, black metal freak with uh, dark black metal with people like Emperor and you know what Ishan's doing and and um, uh, Dimi Borger, uh, Arch Enemy. Everybody, there's just a ton of bands that I that I'm still enjoying. Cool. Now you mentioned black metal. Do you follow? I mean, a, a lot of times when you mention black metal to people, they know more about the events that took place in places like Norway back back in the '90s, and they actually know about the music. Yeah. Did Did you follow the church burning and the the stuff like that? That went there was down? a there was a bit in the New York Times the other day. Um, was it enslaved? Enslaved. En enslaved. Was enslaved. Was were just over here. Uh, and I played some dates in New York City, and um, they, they, it was a really good bit because the, the, the writer really focused more on the band and the music than some of the unfortunate incidents that happened, and he did bring that up to the guys in that band, and um, they mentioned, yeah, that that was part of the past, that they, that they kind of regret was, was, was the focus. Mm -hmm. uh, but the the irony is that th that band Enslaved is really huge in Norway now, right? And now they've got a project that's supported by the Norwegian ch uh, Norwegian Church. Oh, really? They're doing some kind of social cultural project, right? So it's advanced. But uh, yeah, I was aware of all that stuff that went on, and you know, it's just it, it's terrible. And uh, I think you just have to accept that the overall condition of, of that music is just. Uh, it's just entertainment, you know. It's great, it's great music. I mean, I love it uh, with with a passion, and I, I, you know, I have mixed feelings about where some of the messages go. Right. But then I've always been a, you know, a, a believer in freedom of speech. You know, First Amendment, and I'm, I'm, I hate any kind of censorship. I think guidelines are important, um, but uh, so you pick and choose, don't you? Really? Yeah, Mark? definitely. You just you know. You, you pick what, what appeals to you, and, and if he doesn't, then you move on. I mean, Judas Priest and, and Rob Halford, for that matter, have been such an influence on, on these younger bands, and you always hear them citing you as an influence and talking about how much they like you. But have you ever run into people outside of the music world? Like, I know Mike Piazza, baseball catcher, is a big metal fan. He is, isn't he? Yeah, I yeah. met him a few times, yeah. 
Do you run um, into celebrities who are like, I'm a big fan of yours? Like, any, anybody? That when I did that like? thing a couple of years ago with, with Mickey Rourke from Spun, I found out he was a total metalhead. And wow. so was Jason. Wow. Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Jason, yes. Mm. From um, Rushmore. Rushmore. Mm-hmm. He's got his own band, I think. But, uh, yeah, there's all different kinds of people, for, you know, that, that ordinarily wouldn't, you wouldn't think about. But then again, that supports what we've always said, haven't we, that metal is for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. From everyone from all walks of life, you know, and that's the appeal of what we do. So it's always a pleasure when you bump into someone that unexpectedly says, you know, I'm either a metalhead or I'm into what you do with Priest or whatever. Right. It's a good thing. Uh, a couple little geek out questions. I was uh, I saw Van Halen the other night with David Lee Roth. How was that? I haven't had a chance to see it yet. It was a lot of fun. It was all the big hits off the first six yeah. records and a few little gems for the hardcore yeah. people. You know, so it was a lot. It was a lot of fun. But one of my favorite things to do as a kid was to put in my Betamax of. Uh, the 1983 Heavy Metal Day of uh, the Us Festival. The Us Festival. Yeah, and, and you guys were a part of that, and it was such a defining moment for me as a, as a teenager and a kid. And, I mean, I must have watched that tape like like ten times. I think each band did three songs on the tape. I know you did a full set at the show, but any memories of that great day? Well, firstly, do you know that's coming out on DVD? Is it? I yes. did not know that. Yeah, yeah. when I was in um, the UK recently with, with the guys... Um, Somebody, I don't know, I forget now who's doing it, um, they sent us what they wanted to include. And I was, it, was, it was some scene where I came out on the bike, so it was either Hellbent for Leather or something like that. But uh, I think there were two or three bits that they want to include on this DVD oh, great. of the US Festival, which I thought, how brilliant is that? Because it's, it, for, I, just, I thought it would just completely gone out of circulation, you know, somebody yeah. lost the tapes or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's coming out. Um, what a great day that was. You guys played during the day. Yeah. yeah. And how many people? Like 300,000 people? Something like that, yeah. It Hundreds was insane. We were kept off site in a hotel. All the bands were hanging out. And now they brought us in by helicopter because I've never seen so many parked cars in my life. I mean, you know, you know Californians are like... Everybody drives, yeah. Everybody's got a car. So there's like 300,000 people and 300,000 cars. <laughs> but we, we came over this hill, and firstly there was all these thousands and thousands of cars, and then we came over and we saw all these people. And thought, oh, my God, you know, this is nothing like we expected it to be in terms of how many people were going to show up. And it was a, was it a three- or four-day event? It, and it was, was the, yeah, and, and surprisingly, I think it surprised the promoters. But metal had I couldn't like believe you could they many many thousands of more people Way more. Than, than the other yeah. than the other days. Yeah, and it was just unbelievable. And um, yeah, we were hanging out with Van Hyle and Motley Crue were on the bill, weren't they? They were. They played at like Scorpions nine in the morning. Scorpions were on the bill. Scorpions, yes. Triumph was on the bill, I think. Yes, yeah. you guys and Van Halen. Yeah, Van Halen. What a wild day. And then the next day, we flew back to Spain to do, oh, let me think. It wasn't another thing coming. It was a one after. Defenders of the Faith. It was, was it Defenders. Okay, because we were having a really big time with, um, with another thing coming, weren't we, in the mm-hmm. charts yes, at the start were, at yeah. that time? Big so, FM so, radio hit. That's right. So we were all stoked to go back to Spain in Ibiza where we'd made that, uh, uh, some of our other records. You know, I couldn't wait to get back there. We'd get off the plane and we'd driven... You know, to uh, to wherever and we go. We're not going to the studio. And the, the guy, the studio guy, is going. France, his name was German guy. Oh, the, the little bit of a problem. Uh, I take you to uh, another place for a day or two. I relax, enjoy. Okay, fine. We'd had a great show at the US Festival, and uh, after two or three days, we had no contact with him. And then we finally said, "Come on, we're going to get in the car, pile in the car." So we pile in the car. We go up these twisty, rony roads up to the the studio. It's completely deserted. It, he hadn't paid the bills for like two or three years. There was no desk. There was no tape machines. It was just a shell. But he wanted your business. But he wanted so, the business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we're like, what's going on? Oh, don't worry, it's coming back. It was sent to Barcelona to be fixed. Yeah, it was sent right. to Barcelona because you hadn't paid the bill. So here's the deal. You know, like th- about a week after we'd gotten from playing in front of 300,000 people, the desk comes back to Barcelona and we're all rolling it back into the studio on these logs, like these big, you know, logs, like real wooden logs, because that was the only way we could get it up the path. Right. So here's your 
Judas Priest metalheads, along with the studio guys and the crew, pushing <laughs> this big trident desk, you know, back into the building. A few I mean, days after playing for 300,000 people. after 300,000 people and having a platinum record in the States. Yeah. Now, that, to me, is like that word in... Talking metal, dedication. Sure, absolutely. You, know, you you have to be dedicated, and you have to commit yourself to what you do in anything in life, but particularly in metal, because we're always bumping up against things. So you know, you just shrug it off. We go, we're here to make a record. We'll do whatever it takes. Right. So we're pushing this desk on logs back into the studio. But it was a it was a fun thing to uh, brings you back down to earth. Sure. You know, um, which is a good place to be. And uh, so we made that follow-up record. Which was an amazing record, Defenders of the Faith. I remember putting the needle on the vinyl and free will turning, kicking in. And it's a good song, isn't it? Yeah. Great. I mean, and for a kid, you know, who got most of his music at the shopping mall at that point in my life, that was one of the heaviest songs I'd ever heard. Because I hadn't been exposed to really... Metallic, I think, was just kind of hitting right. at that point. You know, and, and uh, great, great memories. When you look back at your entire catalog, are there certain albums that jump out to you and you're like, you know what, I, I really like this record a lot or I don't like this record? Yeah, when I was flying to New York uh, yesterday, um, I always have my... I have my, my I've got four iPods now. Thank you, Steve Jobs. He keeps bringing out these new iPods and I have to get another one and another one. <laughs> but I've got this little <laughs> nano iPod that's just full of... Judas Priest and Queen, the band Queen, because sure. I love that band as well. So I was just having a little f uh, stroll through there, and I go from Rock and Roller to Angel of Retribution to Stay in Class to Sin After Sin, just jump about, shuffle yeah. the songs. And it's amazing when you do that, because uh, you're going through the decades, you know, yeah. and, you, and the tone is different, production is different. Sure. Um, but it's still, it's still your band, it's still Priest. Mm -hmm. And it's a great feeling. But some records just pushed to the front a little bit more for a lot of reasons. I think Sad Wings of Destiny will always be one of my favourite Priest yeah. releases and Great. so would also be British Steel. Mm -hmm. That was just a magical record and that's become something of a classic now in time, you know. Um, just the whole event of the way that, again, that was a, fa a real fast record. We'd just gotten back from a Japanese tour and we'd, we'd done the tapes for Unleashed in the East. At Ringo Starr's, John Lennon's house. Okay. Uh, uh, in Tittenhurst Park, just outside of London. And we did the Unleashed in the East tapes. I think that was the first time we, we worked with Tom Allen. Because that worked out so well, we went and did um, British Steel uh, straight afterwards. Have I got my timeline right? I think that's, I think that's right. You'll have to check um, for me. Br British me. British Steel was was 1980, I believe. Yeah, and Unleashed was before that. That was like 79. I know... Uh, Killing Machine, which I never knew was Killing Machine. I always knew it as Hellbent for Leather. We couldn't call it Killing Machine in America because the label said, you can't call it that. It's too, you know, it'll turn people off. What? <laughs> you can't call it Killing Machine. So you strap people into electric chairs in America, you know. Right. That's not the intent. God forbid I can't stand that kind of thing. But um, they said, no, call it Hellbent for Leather, yeah. which didn't do us too badly in, no, the, in the long run, not. you know. Yeah, so I forget the timeline of sequences, but I think that's what we did. It was Unleashed in the East, and then we did British Steel. I was Unleashed in the East was, to me, like the, the bookend of the 70s for Judas Priest. I believe that was your last record in the 70s. And it was the one that really kind of just took the band everywhere, that, with songs like Living After Midnight, that just became the, uh, the moment, the defining moment on an, on an international level. Which again, you just don't expect. You right. know. I think the, I think a lot of the things that have happened to us in Priest in terms of commercial success have been a surprise because we've never been that kind of band. You know, mm -hmm. we've never been a band that's deliberately sat down to write songs for radio or write songs for specific ways of you know getting commercialisation. It's just happened out of the blue. Another thing coming was a complete surprise. We had no idea that was going to get picked up like it did. But that's just the wonder of music, you know. Once you let it go, it yeah. makes its own journey. Absolutely. Let go of the reins and it can go any place. Um, well, so much stuff to talk about. But you mentioned uh, John Lennon's house where, where you were working on, um, on the record. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know Black Sabbath did some recording there yeah. with, uh, with Dio. 
and uh, he is back with uh, your friend Tony Iommi. Yes, touring. Yeah, yeah. Have you had a chance to see Heaven and Hell in concert? Seeing the DVD, You're right. phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Actually, my nephew, which is Ian's uh, priest's bass player's son, who was married to my sister. Wow. <laughs> he thank you. He sent me a, t a, a picture phone, a picture. God, what is it called? Video. No, one iPhone. of these. No, just a just a phone cam pick. Yeah. <laughs> God, all this modern technology. I am a phone buzzing, and I'll pick it up. And he goes, "Here's Ronnie on stage," and he was live at a show. Oh wow! In um, I guess he was at the NEC in Birmingham. Very yeah, he was. Possible, it was. Yeah. 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 So he was there seeing him. Yeah. My um, my nephew Alex is in the band called Luna Mile with oh, okay. Tony Iommi's daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Alex is like his dad. He's a phenomenal bass player. Oh wow! Cool. I got a MySpace, Luna Mall. Really cool band. Um, very progressive, pro prog rock. A bit like kind of. He's going to hurt me for saying this. It, it's a, a bit like Coheed and Cambria. Oh yeah, the, the white sure. right. Meets Mastodon. Meets Tool. Okay. If you can make sense Three of all that. Three great bands, sure. Uh, and she's got a great voice, and she's a wonderful uh, singer and fantastic uh, personality. We, Luna Mile is on uh, MySpace if you want to check him out. So that's wild. Your nephew is in a band with Tony Iommi's daughter. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. Isn't life great? Generation after generation. Just, yeah. But, um, yeah, they're doing good. Uh, they just got back from a tour of Scotland. And, you know, it's great, really, because, you know, you get to where you are through your own merits. I was reading a thing in a magazine the other day with Robert Plant's son. He's in a band, and he was doing an interview with a guy much like yourself, and he says to the interviewer, have you got any contacts for, uh, for my son, you know? Like, right. and the guy's like, but you're Robert Plant. Yeah, Robert goes, Plant, right. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, he's got to do it like we did it. He's, you know, you've got to start right. from, the, from the start. There's no fast way to the top. You know, it's like the ACDC thing. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. So... Um, it's the same with, with what Tony's doing with his daughter and what Alec, uh, Ian is doing with, doing with his son Alex. The, both their dads are famous metal, successful metal players, but they're not giving them a, a fast way, you know. Right. You, you, you get out on the road, you know, you get the gear into the van and you yeah. do what you've got to do, and, and it's, it's a good thing. You, you, you serve your apprenticeship, if you want to call it that. It makes you, more than anything, it makes you really understand how much you want to do this kind of thing, you know, because it's total dedication, you know. Totally. Now, you mentioned Robert Plant. Um, Judas Priest and Led Zeppelin, the last Led Zeppelin show ever in the United States. Uh, yes. You guys opened that show, right? And that was a morning show, yeah. We, there was a curfew. It was like a four o'clock curfew. So we went on stage at about nine or something in the morning. Wow. Much like the, the guys do on the Ozfest. Right. And we were doing that in the 70s, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that was an incredibly memorable day. It, I believe it was our Priest's first ever major U.S. tour, and we were about to leave, and then we got a call from Robert saying, don't leave yet if you can. Hang out for another week or so, because we're coming over. Oh, and wow. We'd like you to um, open up for Zeppelin. So, yeah, we'll stay, you know. So we got into a Motel 6 somewhere. Now, was Robert somebody you knew from the <clears> old <throat> days, uh, you know, before you guys were See, that was famous? a surprise to us. I mean, we, we kind of, we didn't know each other as well as we do now, but um, by then Zeppelin were just, you know, they were right, really giants. Yeah. So for, to get that request was, was a big surprise, and we said, yeah, you know, we, we'll definitely stick around for that. So we did, and we didn't really get to see much of the band because they came in after we'd finished our uh, performance, and I think we, f we flew back either that night or the first thing in the morning back to the UK. But um, uh, I watched most of that, that last Zeppelin show with, uh, with Bonzo, and he was just phenomenal. You wow, know? yeah. They just walk on stage and they just take over, you know. And um, it's, just, it's just the guys playing, you know, in the middle of... Mid mid afternoon, or yeah. the time is at noon or so, and they went on stage, and, you know, burn away for two and a half, three hours, and uh, it was just sheer sheer bliss, you know, absolutely phenomenal. So I, that was that, and, and then, oh God, I've got so many stories. I met Jimmy Page like 
many, many years ago. In fact, it was when the Halford Band was on tour with Maiden at Rock in Rio, and um, it was just real difficult to get to the site, so there was this helicopter thing back and forth to the site. So I'm about to get in this helicopter, and my, my tour manager goes, there's another passenger, do mind if he comes with you? And I'm like, oh, God, yeah, OK, with, you know... I said, oh, I, thought, I thought I was having this to myself, rock star. Yeah. Uh, he goes, now all this guy needs a lift. I said, OK, go on then. So I'm strapped in and the door opens. <laughs> in comes Jimmy Page. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. All the people, right. you know, you're sitting in the helicopter pad in Rio and then Jimmy Page gets in, gets in and sits next to you. He goes, hey, yeah. Rob. I'm like, Jimmy, what are you doing here? Right. And he's done a lot of great charity work in, um, in Rio. Yeah, yeah Just some it. wonderful yeah. work. There, so we were like yelling to each other on the trip over to the to the site, which only lasted about 15, 10, 15 minutes. We said our goodbyes, and that was that. So that was so we went from Zeppelin, meeting and playing with Zeppelin at um, Oakland Stadium, whatever year that was. Then Jimmy gets into this helicopter with me at Rock in Rio, and then we fast forward just a few years later with when I'm back in Priest, and we're going to do two or three nights at Thomas Smith Odeon. Mm. And I'm dashing into the gig down this back alley, and this guy puts his hand out, and I run straight past. And my security goes, "You know, you just you just did you just blew off Jimmy Page? He was oh, like no. trying to shake his hand. He went, oh, no, I've done it again." Right. I said, "Get him into the the dressing room." I said, "I don't believe this, Jimmy." Right. I said, "I'm really really sorry." So I said, "You must think I'm a total dickhead, you know, doing this kind of thing to you." Ah, oh, yeah. it's rock and roll. He's one of the nicest guys you'll ever get to meet. I in hope music, you someday, yeah. he's just the. I mean, I, I'm I'm in awe struck whenever I just get the chance to to be in his company because you you're talking to him and you you're talking to the guy and you've got all these songs running through sure. your head like Gallows Pole and obviously Stairway to Heaven right. and a whole lot of love and you, there's the guy there's the guy that played these songs you know and uh, it's just a total buzz to meet somebody of his uh, enormity and it's a bit of a drag that he's broke his, well, strained his little finger. Yeah, so they've I heard to put, that. They've had to put the date back, haven't they, to, like, December the 15th, December the 20th, I think it is now. Mm. And... Uh, do you think we'll see them come over here and do a I tour? think we will, because there was just something on the internet, like, 48 hours ago about plenty going, oh, no, we're only going to never do one. And then Jimmy's going, no, I think we'll be doing something else for the yeah. fans. Because it is for the fans, let's face sure. it, at the end of the day. And... You know, when you get together after not playing together for such and such a long time, as we did with Priest, it's the you can't explain the feeling of being in each other's company, sure. firstly. But when you start playing, it's just absolute magic, you yeah. know. And it's very difficult to turn that off. So I'm sure they've had a lot of fun putting together their set list, whatever it was going to be. Because Harvey Goldsmith, who's a promoter, who's a friend of mine, said... I only wanted him to play for 30 minutes. Now they want to do like an hour, and it's probably going to end up being two hours because I've just had such a, a blast yeah. being in each other's company. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think that they will do some more dates, and, and that will be the most amazing thing to see Zeppelin back in the USA because this is where they, they became that first big band. Absolutely, yeah. You know, with what Peter Grant did. Peter Grant revolutionised the way shows were promoted and... Mm -hmm record companies would work with bands. He kind of flipped it around, a big deal. So it'd be wonderful to see Zeppelin back in the States. I think we're running out of time. Okay. Because um, you kind of stumbled before, if you can just say to um, Rob again, if um, someone oh, the told beginning me when I was 15 thing, yeah. okay. that Rob Halford... And also, I think you saw the jam at the end when they did Running Wild, right? Oh, I did, yeah. That so was maybe, brilliant. Maybe like that was brilliant. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was fucking great. Yeah, that was so cool. Um, did, so you, did you send me that in an email? Somebody sent me that in an email about so you doing an email. You no, no, I've got it. I've DVR'd oh, okay. it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so I'll first say the thing about the beginning. Yeah. So, Rob, if somebody would have told me when I was 15 that Rob Halford is going to be singing the theme song to my TV show, I would have not <laughs> believed them. So I just want to thank you in person for doing that. It was it, my I, pleasure. It's my pleasure. And it sounds great, whoever mixed it. I think that was Roy Z. But it sounds great coming through the TV and uh, the whole way the, the song intros. And it was just a, a real fun thing to do. Never done anything like that before and probably never will. So it's an exclusive Metal God talking metal moment. 
We are honored. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Um, what time will we got now? Yeah, I think we'll be leaving shortly. Because okay. I think the movie starts at eight, doesn't it, in the village? <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. I've just yeah. I'll probably run back to my room and then John will call you and, and okay. figure figure out what's happening right. so next. Real quick, just talk about the jam or the jam. Yeah. He, he, we got his question. The jam. His answer was fine. Just whatever he said after. Oh, okay. At the end of it. That's what yes, then yeah, bring up the jam. <coughs> and uh, Rob, I don't know if you saw, but in the show we actually play one of our favorite Judas Priest songs. That blew me away. Both you guys are great players. I don't oh, know. I don't mean you told me about that before, but to actually see see it happening, and uh, was it Bumblefoot from Guns and Roses? Guns and Roses. And I forgot the drummer's name. Sorry, Frank from Guns Frank. and Roses. Yeah. I mean, firstly, it was great that those two guys would. Did you pick that song, or did I pick that song? Uh, we, I, I think Bumblefoot actually picked it, but we were in agreement and loved that song. You know, it sounded really, really good. I think we'll have to put that back in the preset list. We haven't played that song for years, you know. You did it with Halford, though, I think. Yeah, but not with Priest. Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, uh, whenever I've gone out with, with, with my solo work, it's, it's, it's always just a fan demand that you do some Priest stuff, and I would sure. never let the fans down. So, uh, But, yeah, I, I thought it was terrific, and uh, got the chops down, the, the licks, and, you know, it was just crazy. It's a lot of it was fun. really, really cool. Are you going to do that with everybody? Well, like we want away. to. You should come down and sing with I'll us. I'll do it. Time. I'll do it. Definitely next next time I'm in New York. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you should you should keep all that stuff, definitely, and maybe do a CD release. Do fun. a CD release of all the different people doing that. And then uh, give all the money to charity. I'm setting this all up now. Give it all to charity. <laughs> all right. you know. And then do the DVD, and, but you can keep the residuals. Oh, you. we can keep that. It's a great idea. Too, oh, yeah, put it on my... Put it on my uh, my little record company, but no, that's, that's not a good thing to do. No. All right, cool. So I think, yeah, go back to the hotel room, then we'll meet back up with you in the car. All right, then. And we'll, then we'll talk, talk more about, about the, the video yeah. in, the, in, the, in the DVD. In the car. Very cool. cool. All right. I just want to get some cutaways and stuff with um, Mark before we wrap up in here. So are we all going to... Featuring the metal god himself, Rob Halford. Yes, and that comes off the record, A Small Deadly Place. 
Also remastered and available on HalfordMusic.com. We're going to play another track off that record to end today's show. It's a, it, that, that fight record I always thought was a little overlooked. If you guys don't have it, there's so much great stuff on there. And it is available for a real cheap price on HalfordMusic.com. You'll get the MP3s. You can throw them on your iPod or your MP3 player, listening to them on your computer. It is the place to get all your Halford music, halfordmusic.com. And ooh, what was I going to say? Um, John, did you have something there? Yeah, I wanted to mention that I was deeply honored that Rob actually thought we were great musicians and really yeah. thought the Running Wild cover Jam with Bumblefoot, with yeah. Bumblefoot and Frank from Guns N' Roses was great. And it's just amazing. Uh, Rob Halford literally, this guy is the metal god, yet he takes the time to check out our jam of yeah. the classic Running Wild. Yes, he did. Priest. And, and you know, it's funny because you'll hear in that interview that you guys just heard, actually, um, I, I kind of got nervous talking about it the first time, and the producer later was like, can you re-ask that question? And, again, these interviews are totally uncut, so what you're hearing is the the screw-ups of, of me and something that you, we usually uh, edit, out. edit out of the podcast. And, uh, again, totally uncut. Live, Rob Halford, support Rob, robhalford.com, halfordmusic.com. We were so honored that Halford agreed to do the theme song for Talking Metal on Fuse, the pilot episode. And basically what happened was Metal Mike had recorded uh, a track for us. And, you know, we said to him, kind of just thinking it would never happen, hey, why don't you shoot this over to Halford and see if he'll uh, lay down some vocals on it. And sure enough, he came through. He was totally supportive of what we were doing with Metal Mike and really did a great theme song, which sadly, and I was sick to my stomach over this, guys, didn't make the the additional six episodes that we did for Fuse due to some, I don't know, legal hagglings back and forth. And they just couldn't, there was a, there was a real deadline going on with those, those uh, six episodes and they just couldn't come to an agreement on certain legal terms. That's what I'm told. Of course, John and I weren't, involved whatsoever with the with any of that with stuff, any of yeah. that stuff but uh fuse did come back to us and say guys we can't use the halford music for the additional six episodes which sucks i did love that theme song by the way and i think rob halford and metal mike did such an amazing job on that and you know it's great that it was on the pilot episode of talking metal and we are just so thankful that rob and metal mike did that for the talking metal on fuse pilot Yes, totally. And we ask you to show your support of Rob Halford by going to Halford Music and just make a purchase. Do it for us. Show that podcasting does sell music. There's still a lot of debate about that. Just go on, go on over there and buy some great music. You won't be disappointed. I mean, yeah, there's Rob no Halford's way music. you're going to be disappointed when purchasing anything from HalfordMusic.com or HalfordMerchandise.com. If anyone deserves your support, it is Rob Halford. Yes, and of course, GoDaddy. And GoDaddy.com. <laughs> yeah, GoDaddy.com is a great, great site. And the last episode, we told you about all the different great coupon codes we had, Metal 1, Metal 2, Metal 3. And you can find those links on TalkingMetal.com. Click on through and make a purchase. But this episode... I want to talk about why it is cool to go on over to GoDaddy and register your own domain name. And Mark can say this best. Guys, you have a MySpace page, you know, with some crazy address or a GeoCities type of thing. I remember John used to have yeah. a website. It was like GeoCities slash uh, underscore, it was you know, it was astronomy insane. colon. And I was like, dude, you just have to get an right. actual astronomy website, which he did. And th that was years ago. But yeah. we still see people with these crazy uh, website addresses. You want an address that everybody can remember. And I even think the MySpace sometimes confuses people. Right. You know? When you say MySpace.com slash this, and is it a slash or a backslash, or what is it? Yeah, I mean, and even even just get your name. Get like, you know, I think Jared Matthews may have done that. I'm not sure. But JaredMatthews.com. Then, then instead of going to the WordPress 
dot com slash Jared's blog two three you right. know you you just go there and it links you right over and uh, it's it's so important especially for you mus- musicians with bands to have something that is going to establish your band name and is easy to remember you're at a party you're at a store you tell something somebody about your band you want something that that they can remember and you don't have to write down and all that type of stuff so. Having said that, we encourage you to support Talking Metal by making a purchase at GoDaddy. And you do that by going to TalkingMetal.com, using those links, or going to GoDaddy and using the codes and making a purchase. Definitely. And we love MySpace, and we love WordPress, and we love all those sites, but we just want to encourage everybody to register your band name, .com or .net or .tv or whatever you want, or even, as Mark said, just your name. And it's something cool to have. I mean, you never know what you're going to be doing in the future and you know there's probably i know for a fact that there are some other john ostrowski's or john astronomies probably no other john astronomies probably not probably but you know most of you guys have a normal name so register you know markstriegel.com or whatever it is or jaredmatthews.com and it's just something cool to have yeah which i did i registered markstriegel.com through godaddy it links you right over to my wordpress blog by the way stay tuned to markstriegel.com uh, working on something might get something a little little more up there, so uh, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. And uh, I guess that's about it. I'd like to maybe read a letter or two before we get out of here. Yeah, I've got one, uh, and let me tell you about this. I went back to Pennsylvania a few weeks ago, and in one day I ran into three Talking Metal viewers and listeners, and here's a letter from one of them. It says, Hey, John, this is Justin. I saw you yesterday up at Circuit City. I'm going to watch the two shows on Fuse tonight, the Zach Wild one and the one with the Treyu on it. It was pretty awesome meeting you, and it was a good thing I actually did come over to see if it was you. I was checking out the site, and it has Black Tide on there. I remember seeing that CD on the show. It's pretty awesome for young dudes like that to be shredding like they do. Maybe the future Dragon Force. I do listen to a lot of bands from Finland like Children of Bodom, Him, Sonata Artica, Nightwish. I heard this really awesome band called Iron Fire. This song they have called Savage Prophecy is amazing. You should definitely hear it. It's like a mix of 80s type vocals and amazing guitars. Well, Justin, thank you very, very much for uh, hooking us up with some new music, uh, Iron Fire. I'm going to check out that tune. And uh, thank you for supporting Talking Metal, and it was great meeting you at Circuit City, man. Cool. Hey, by the way, did you see like that guy Nick from the band Invasion? He sent, sent you me a uh, Ramstein track. Yeah, right. I guess yeah. they call the band Speed Kills. He is back in the band now. I don't yeah, know what's yeah, going on. What's I got to definitely check that out. Nick, I've been waiting for that, and I really am uh, thankful that you sent it to me. Uh, thanks very much. Uh, I, I listened to it, by the way. It was oh, good. cool. How yeah. is it? I it's haven't cool. even heard it yet. Cool. Nick, I'm so sorry that I haven't heard it yet, but I'm going to listen to it today for sure. Maybe we'll play and a little bit of it in the next episode. Yeah, that sounds yeah. great, man. Cool. Uh, by the way, Nick, you should change the band name back to Invasion. Much better than Speed Kills. Just my personal opinion. Alrighty, so I got a bunch of stuff here that I want to get to, but let's uh, do it in the next episode. We're going to do another episode, I think, right now. Cool, let's do it. Support Rob Halford, halfordmusic.com, GoDaddy, of course. And this is another track off the Fight record that you can purchase at Halford Music. Uh, Just get the whole record. I think that's the way you do it over there at Halford Music. You download uh, a full record. The record is called A Small Deadly Place. And this is a mellower song, but very heavy on emotion. One of uh, the most emotional fight songs that I I remember. Um, And one of Rob's greatest vocal performances when it comes to just throwing down the emotion. Yeah, Mark, before we go, I just wanted to say, I'm looking at HalfordMusic.com right now, and it's really amazing to see to be able to buy all of the great Halford stuff in one central location. Plus, there are, there are really cool things that you can get. Limited edition digipacks. You can get the CDs and DVDs. Or you can get MP3s, digital packages. There's even a place where you can buy and redeem gifts. And it's just a really cool site. One single central location where you can buy all of the different music that Halford, the great Rob Halford, was involved in. Yes, definitely. Check it out. Check this out. In a world of my own making by Fight.
featuring a very emotionally charged performance by Rob Halford. This is off A Small Deadly Place. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.